Welcome out to Good, the Bad, and the Geek, episode 211. I'm Nick Nitro. With me, Jimmy. Or Jerome, Jerome Wetzel. Wetzel. Yeah, well, you have to say all of your different Jim, names. Jim. Jerome. James. I don't know. Me. Gay boy in your arm. That's not that funny. No. It, uh, it really wasn't. It wasn't it's, a running joke. it's a running joke. <laughs> it's a running joke if you listen to the show. We, 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 we all make fun of each other. That's Jimmy's little tendency. By the way, apparently I make big hand motions when I'm drunk, too. Nathan yeah. has told me, like, you make big gay hand motions. I make Were you just and Nathan overall, hanging out drunk recently? Uh, uh, well, when we did the, the live show at Pack Rat Comics, mm-hmm. uh, which is important I, I bring that up, uh, Pack Rat Comics uh, is one of our sponsors, so you go to packratcomics.com, Yay. check them out. But uh, when we did our first live show there... Uh, uh, apparently, uh, I got nervous, and so uh, you know, I I got drunk. Yeah, and so but in DJ me or Nathan was just like, so did you do this really cute thing like when you say um a lot when you get nervous where you make really broad sweeping hand <laughs> gestures because uh-huh. I never seen you do that unless you're really nervous mm-hmm. like when we did the live show and I was like. Yes, you are correct. I probably made big hand gestures when I was doing this thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but no, that's why I was. So, yeah. you do that, I do just normal big sweeping hand motion gestures thing. Gotcha. Uh, I didn't know that. Know thyself is my rule, and I apparently didn't know myself that well. But, uh, but yeah, so uh, check out packratcomics.com. They're one of our sponsors. It's pretty. They're pretty cool. And, uh, matter of fact, July 20th is not at Comic Con, Comic Con. They will have Margot Kidder. Ooh. Right, from the original Superman movie. Well, I call them the original Superman movies because they're they weren't the original Superman. They're not the original Superman movies. But they're the, the movies Black that Home. we grew up with. We grew up with, yeah. The ones I call real movies, not like, you know, 20, 30 minute shorts, but they were Serials. AKA serial movies. Yeah. Oh, not those. The original full length, like over an hour and 45 minutes. Christopher long Reeves movies. movies. The Christopher Reeves movies, yes. What's uh, the opposite, Christopher Reeves? Oh, Christopher Walken. Christopher, uh, wait, what is it? Well, it used to be Christopher Walken. Now it's just alive. Christopher alive? No, that doesn't make any sense to me. Because he's dead. I get that, but that's not. That's I didn't say Christopher alive. I just said alive. Uh, I know, but that's mm, no. Not it was so better when it was Christopher Walken. Right. Although they're both offensive, and we're sorry, Christopher Walken and Christopher Reeves family. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. I have nothing but mad. I know it's funny, but I have nothing but mad respect for that guy. Uh, uh-huh. He's a, he's yeah. a good director too. Like when he has war, he really couldn't do much. He directed mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Yeah. He did uh, in the gloaming with, uh, on HBO. Anyway. In the gloaming. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, matter of fact, I think that, that song is featured in the movie pretty heavily. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think so. Cause yeah. it's, who played Wilson in, uh. The beach volleyball? House and house. Oh, Robert Sean Leonard. Robert Sean Leonard, he's the I thought you were talking about the volleyball it's a, it's from a, Castaway. No, it's about uh, a son who gets AIDS and goes home to die with his mm. mom and dad, but his dad's not accepting of his gay lifestyle. And it's uh, the guy from uh, Good Night and Good Luck and uh, Alphas, mm-hmm. David... Straithorn? Yeah. I know how it's spelled. Him and Glenn Close, and like, wonderful acting, but it's re- I think it's co-written and directed by Chris Reeve. Anyway... Yeah. That aside, <laughs> welcome to episode two eleven. Welcome to episode 211. We'll just cut that whole bit out. No, we're not. Uh, I'm too lazy for that. Yeah, uh, packratcomics.com. Check them out. July 20th, I believe, is not Comic Con. Comic Con, or if with I'm Margo wrong, w- with Margot Kidder, or just go to www.packratcomics.com. Check that out. Uh, we also have two other sponsors: AudibleTrial.com. Uh, Over 100,000 titles to choose from from your something or MP3 player. That's right. And, uh, and, and I thought, I think. It's audibletrial.com forward slash goodbaggeeky where you get your 14-day free trial with those titles to choose from. Uh, and, uh, and you can get books of some of the You can get Doctor Who books. We talk about Doctor Who on this episode. Yes, we do. You can get the novelization, I'm sure, of the new Star Trek movie. We talk about, about that, that on this episode. You can probably get books. That Game of Thrones Game of books. Thrones. We talk yes, about that right. episode. Actually, they did. It's like one of the... I think it was the, they re-released it with like one of the actors from the show. Cool. Cool. I think because I get like a little thing yeah. as 
new books that you can get uh, being I'm a if member. If they ever make a novelization of How I Met Your Mother, a community, other shows we talk about in this episode, that's where you'll that's be able to get the audio book. com forward slash good And our final sponsor, good, good friend of the show, uh, it's our Chris's website, thetvking.com, where they have tons of reviews, news, and ways to legally download and watch and stream your favorite television shows. It's thetvking.com. So check that out. And also, uh, there'll be some show notes, because uh, some of the stuff we talk about, like The Office, uh, we'll, we'll post our reviews in the show notes below mm-hmm. this. But uh, this is a good episode, episode 211, because as you it said, solid. it was a solid episode, man. We discussed a lot, a lot of uh, Elementary, Elementary, Y50, uh, 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 Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. We also talked about Scandal. We also mm, talked about Revenge. Revenge. Uh, uh, it's, uh, of course, though, Star Trek Into Darkness, The Office, and Doctor Who. Doctor Who. So, uh, Check that out. Uh, check it out. You're already checking it out. Why did I say that? Enjoy the rest Enjoy of the, the show. Enjoy the rest of the show. Warning. The podcast you're about to hear is very filthy. We say naughty words you would use as an adult anyway. It will cause you not to eat your vegetables, and your mom generally thinks it's a bad idea. Any moment of the show that has any similarity to the history of any person living or dead, real or fictional, to real events are entirely unintentional and coincidental. Unless we're specifically noted otherwise in the cast and crew credits, all celebrity voices are impersonated, and new celebrity has endorsed any aspect of the show. Because well, did you hear Such the news about Hawkeye house. though? That that, that, that Jerry Renner made a comment like a year or so, two years ago, like mm-hmm. right after the Avengers came out, saying that I wasn't really pleased with uh, how my character was treated. Because it's true, he was just like literally, I'm I was just a shell of a guy fighting for the bad guys. I yeah. have no character arc. I have nothing. No, I'm not just yet. there. Mm-hmm. Well, Marvel uh, is sort of ticked at him because he keeps saying that. Mm. And people are theorizing, Hollywood Reporter theorizes that it's him trying to, you know, maneuver for a bigger part in Avengers 2. Mm-hmm. And the rumor is, is that it's sort of the same thing. And so Mar- and so he's, of course, not happy with that. And so Mar- and he, so he's keep going out publicly saying stuff like that. Give so, him an arc on the show, and then they can... Well, no, that's what's going to happen. They're, they're just going to recast him. Oh. And get some... Because here's the thing. Jeremy Renner would want five times more money to show up on the show and to do whatever. So they're, what they're going to do is they're going to recast him with I someone... they recast, though. They're going to recast him with someone who will be the lead on the show with Coulson. Mm-hmm. And then that way, Hawkeye has his own thing. And then, but because, maybe he's a lesser actor, yeah. he will also be signed for all the movies. So that way, they can bridge the new yeah. movie. And part of me is just like, well, I would love it if they could do that with just Jeremy Renner, but yeah. Jeremy Renner probably won't do that. No, he's because been in he, movies enough, but... And he's publicly been on the record saying before, he likes breaks between movies. Because he does his home modeling business, which See, is he, they buy a piece of crap house. Him and his friend do that do movies, uh, and it's literally all they do between like for like four months. They just build this house up to like they build like a, a, a I think they said the worst house they ever worked on was like maybe worth like fifty thousand dollars, and mm-hmm. when they're done with it, it sells for about two million. Okay. <laughs> So it just makes me mad. It makes me a little sad too. But I, I, I was surprised. And they announced that John C. Riley might play the Agent Coulson-like character in Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Which I think that would be 
yeah. kind of cool. Zoe Salunga, who plays in Star Trek, Saldana. Saldana, in Star Trek, is she's not signed for it yet, but she's being courted to play Gamora in Guardians of the Galaxy, who plays a girl whose race was wiped out by Thanos, the the guy who shows up at the end of Avengers. Okay. And he trains her. He he you know instead of killing her. You know, he takes her aside and he tries to train her as an assassin, and of course she turns on him. And then, and then there's like a Hugh Laurie is maybe being, or Alan Rickman's being casted as Groot, a giant walking, talking tree that came yeah. on Earth to experiment on humans. But then Nick Fury talks him into protecting humans instead. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, a little raccoon mm-hmm. uh, who I, I'm excited about. I, I know I it sounds like the, the galaxy, it sounds like so. the weirdest. It's the Avengers of space, right? I, yeah, but that's all I know. But about it's like it. it's a weird fucking Avengers of space because there's a talking raccoon, a talking tree, a weird green woman, <sighs> mm-hmm. and then uh, and then you got Nova. Maybe they said Nova might join later on, but that's what I'm saying. Like it, I find it to be very fascinating. Hmm. But um, so I'm excited. I that actually just came out today that Dot John C Riley. The, okay. the day that we're recording this, I should say, which is Sunday of Memorial cool. Day weekend. But um, yeah. But uh, you, we, we just got done watching two, uh, Rest of Development. Episode three. Episode three. I have not seen You watched the last third of it. or so. I watched the last third of it. It was pretty good. It feels just like it never left. It, it does a little bit. It's yeah, the like, same show. Same confusing, like little bits of, of gags. Reoccurring running jokes. The, the major difference is instead of like bouncing back and forth from character to character in each episode, mm-hmm. each episode focuses on one character. Now, there's other characters in it. Like, the first episode's Michael, and for a large part of the episode, he crashes with George Michael in his dorm room, and then maybe comes there, and so we see them, and then he's also at, in little scenes, we see like Six Months in the Future, where he's interacting with Lucille too and Sally, um, what's her name? The, the rival business, played by Christine Taylor. Oh, Sally, okay. what's her face? Uh, yeah. um, Begley Jr.'s been in a bunch. Liza Minnelli's been in a bunch. And a bunch, you mean... In, with like, in multiple episodes, seen. yeah. Like, running lines. And then episode two was George Sr., but it had a lot of Oscar in it, too. And they were living in the desert and doing sweat hut stuff. And Who was Oscar? His twin brother, also played by Jeffrey Tambor. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, they were both featured pretty prominently in the George Sr. episode. Lots of scenes together. The technology, I mean, you could... It did, It looked like there were two actors that looked a lot. It didn't look like it was trick camera. It looked Well, good. Jeffrey Tambor is one of those actors. I consider him to be mm-hmm. like Alfred Molina mm-hmm. in that, like, like, even in a bad movie, you can... He will make the best of the role mm-hmm. and really, like, you know... Well, he differ Oscar and George Sr. are two totally bad. different characters. But that's what I'm saying, yeah. And he differentiates them very well. well that's what I'm saying. Like, he yeah. could pull that off. Like, right. even if the technology wasn't as good as it, as it could be, like, it's 80s, like, you could tell it's very mm-hmm. obviously green screen. Mm-hmm. Or, like, Roger Rabbit, where it looks like he's not talking to anything yeah. there, and they just superimpose them. Like, even with that, like, he could pull that off. Like, those are two actors who I believe I could totally pull that off. Well, they, I mean, so, he had lots of me. scenes that were just him talking to himself, basically. Right. And they worked completely fine, but it was really funny, like, the first scene they were in together, uh, Oscar's sitting at a table at a restaurant, and the only empty seat, and it's a five-seat table, and the empty seat at the restaurant, because the other four of them are filled, is right next to him, and George Sr. comes in, he's like, let me sit across from you so it doesn't feel weird, and make somebody move over, but then, like, all the camera shots show them both anyway, so it doesn't really matter. 
So it starts off like a gag. Like a it starts off like a gag, but they, they don't follow through with it because, yeah. I don't know, it's one of those like throwaway things. See, and, that's why I like Rest of Velma. And we got, you know, they did a little flashback again to the childhood of Michael being the Peter Pan lawyer and the Captain Hook thing, and they did the sad Snoopy Peanuts walk away, and we saw a poster for the Feeling Blue join the, we got a group for you or whatever. I mean, there's so many references to the old... The original series, yeah. But also adding new reoccurring gags, like about a praying pose and about an ostrich, and yeah. So this entire time, like, he, uh, who is the guy who created the show? Mitch Horowitz. Mitch Horowitz. The entire time, he's been living on an ostrich farm, writing whatever else he's been doing. I have no idea. That's what I'm saying. I was like, what? What? It's like, what happened to you, man? Like, it's still pretty good. But did you? Did you? Did you run into an ostrich in real life? Like, what's going on? He's like. No. Or maybe it's just like well, ostriches are funny. Let's well, add ostriches. Well, actually, that is sort of true. Ostriches are are pretty are pretty good. I like ostriches. So many guest actors in these first few episodes. Yeah, you were though. saying like there's the, the the cast, the Indian cast of uh, Outsource, Outsource, like three or four of them, all in this third episode. All three of the leads from Workaholics were in the first one. Uh, Ed Begley Jr., Liza Minnelli, and Christine Taylor returned. Um, I can't remember who was playing that woman. Uh, and then the guy that we just saw at the end of the third the episode. Guy, the guy, Christy Monopolis or whatever. Yeah. And then his mother was a familiar actress, too. I can't remember. And Maria Bamford was his wife in that episode. And um, just lots and lots of people. And we've had uh, Kristen Wiig and Seth Rogen in the couple episodes. Yeah. Uh, which I found that, that's neat. So lots of reoccurring things, which well, is and Ed Helms was in this episode too. Oh, really? Yeah. So well, the other thing I think the reason why they're doing uh, you you guesstimated before we started recording that uh, the reason why you think that Seth Rogen and, and uh, what's her name is Kristen the, Wiig Kristen Wiig are the the adult ver- or the older ver- younger, younger versions, versions of, the, of Lucille and George yeah. Senior. Is because that it's like sort of maybe maybe someone's doing their life like a TV movie or something. I yeah. see. I don't think that at all. I think it's been well known that they can't get all the actors at one time for for extended periods of time. Right, but so I think it's that their way of egging people they really like on the show mm-hmm. and working that out too. At first, after the first episode, that's what I thought that it saved them on time and budget and mm-hmm. scheduling. But then. They also cast younger versions of the kids, like not just a kid. There was a scene where Michael was just out of college and it was a younger actor. And then in that same scene, they had a younger version of Barry Zuckercorn, who looks at least as old as Henry Winkler is, but it was a totally different actor who looked completely different. And I'm like, okay, maybe this is like a TV movie and we're going to find out later that somebody's making a TV movie about all their family troubles, which would make sense because they are in the public spotlight. They are covered on news programs. Okay. Oh, and that okay. way it okay. would work with the continuity and serve the budgeting and scheduling purpose. See, clever. Okay. That's my guess. We'll okay. see. It has not been revealed to be that way, but that's what I think. But Kristen Wiig does a perfect Jessica Tam- uh, Walter. Oh, man. Well, Kristen Wiig's very talented. Seth Rogen only had a little bit, so it's harder to judge, but I think he's got a pretty good George. So, well, so, you know, okay, I think Seth Rogen doesn't get a lot enough, sometimes get enough credit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't... He... Look-wise, he's not real close to Jeffrey Tambor, but I feel like he's got, like, some of the speech and attitude patterns down. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. Well, I, th- I think some of uh, Well, at least I remember when he did, uh, when Tambor did the uh, the Larry Sanders show, mm-hmm. he, did have a, he, did, he did have a distinctive pattern, which in itself was mimicked after uh, 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 Jim McMahon. Okay. So he's like, "Hey now, hey now, Hank, how 
I really don't think that. Yeah, I've never watched Slayer Sanders. It's on Netflix. I, it's on, I always wanted oh, to. Oh man, it's like it's, it's got a lot of actors I love in it. See, a lot of people in in Hollywood consider that still be like one of the standard quality shows. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like it's like Thirty Rock. It's one of those critical darling shows. Every time I've tried to watch it again recently on Netflix, like I can't hold my attention. And I don't know if it's because I know there's something else out there I want to watch that's new or. Whatever. Now, Grant, do I like it? Yeah, but is it as good as I remember it? No. No. But it's, I mean, it's still good. It's just not as good. Like, the first episode with David Duchovny, where he comes on, he pretty much says, he's like, I love you. I love you, Larry. And, like, he's mm-hmm. being very sincere. Like, and mm-hmm. Duchovny's playing himself, by the way. Okay. Right. So he goes on as David Duchovny, playing David Duchovny, saying to the public that he loves Larry Sanders on the Larry Sanders show. Mm-hmm. And then there's all the drama behind all that. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And then Hank's being a dick. Hank's, Hank's a drama queen mm, is okay. pretty much what you learn, and then that's and Tambor can play drama queens. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Perfectly. So uh, yeah, it's mm. and Rip Torn plays the producer, who's mm-hmm. oh, I love. That's a good sh- see. That's the thing. Talking about it, mm. nostalgia kicks in. It's like that's a good show, yeah. but then I just got that saying I was like, it doesn't hold up as well. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I like I like Rusted Development. The only thing is though. When I tried watching it on Netflix uh, a year or so ago, mm-hmm. when I was, or no, two years ago when I had my surgery, I tried watching it, and I watched the first season all the way through, and I really liked it, and then by three episodes into season two, I'm like, I'm sort of, <sighs> so I just skipped to the end, and, I, and it, it felt like I didn't miss a beat. I watched all three. And it was still funny, so that's the thing. Yeah. I either watched, I discovered it when season three had just started. I watched the season three premiere, watched the first two seasons on DVD, in that first week before the second episode, because I liked it so much. Um, we'll watch season three as it aired, but uh, I rewatched all three seasons this past December, because for some reason I thought it was coming earlier than May. Yeah. And I thought it held up extremely well. Oh, I thought it, it was still well, very it was just, good. And I still laughed at every episode. Last thing, I laughed at everyone on too, but I just got impatient. And yeah. I, I was just like, I want to know what the, Oh, my God. So I... I I just skipped right to the end. And the thing is, and I guess this is a credit and maybe a backhanded compliment to the writers, uh-huh. is that it felt like I didn't miss anything. And yet you missed so much. And I missed so much. Like, I missed how What's-His-Name turned blue. But and then unturned blue. But no, he was still blue in the finale. No, because the, they've had scenes in this episode that pick up right that same day, and he's not blue. No, because he was dancing with all the gay sailors. He wasn't blue. I swear to God, I thought he was blue. No, he was only blue for not even a whole season. Yeah, because... It the, was a, it was an arc. Him and, him and George Michael get in the boat and, 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 and drive off, and they're like, but we're leaving them behind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they find George Sr. in the boat, too. Is that in that episode, or is that only in the new stuff? I think it might be in the new stuff, because he, okay. they don't find him in the boat. Oh, okay. Well, in the new stuff, it was revealed that he was also in the boat. That they How did Michael him. Sarah look... How did they make him look younger? He still looks the same. <laughs> No, okay. and, and this Here's a lot of the story. People say that about him, but the dude. I, I think does, he still looks the same. I'm, a lot of the story is set like four years later, which, granted, it's been six or seven years, six years, but it's only set like four years later, so they're allowed to age a little bit. I mean, George Michael is in his senior year of college, so well, they uh, have. By the way, apparently, in the they released a new trailer of This Is the End. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Michael Sarah's at the party. But a light pole falls mm-hmm. and somehow gets lodged up his ass. Ow! And and before he dies, he's the whole time he's like, "I don't never want to come to this party. People make fun of me anyway. Mm-hmm. Please tell me this is not as bad as it feels like that." And they're all just staring at him like, "Dude, it's bad." <laughs> and then apparently, mm-hmm. I think something else falls and kills him. Anybody? I'm just like, okay. 
But I love his character rest development. Like his dad's crashing in this dorm room with him and has been for months, and he cannot find bring it in himself to kick his dad out, but he really wants his dad gone. So he like him and his roommate decide that they're gonna do a vote where everybody gets to write on a piece of paper like everybody gets to vote who gets to leave the dorm room and because it's only zone for two instead of three. And they try he tells Michael this idea and Michael's like yeah let's kick out the Indian guy, your roommate the Asian kid or whatever and he's like well Michael Sarah's like well I, I don't want anybody to, to get their feelings hurt or get blamed so I think we should just like write it up his favor so then Michael and maybe he's like hanging around Michael's like well maybe he's hanging around she should get a vote too and so he keeps coming up with like these elaborate ways to do this vote and Michael is really like rock bottom now which he was already on that path as the Caesar series came to an end. Yeah. And so Michael's the one that's like designing this whole elaborate vote thing and they end up like all having a suitcase packed and sitting in a circle and writing on a piece of paper who they want to leave and putting it in a hat and Michael had decided he was going to vote for himself thinking nobody else would vote for him so that it didn't look weird that nobody voted for him. So he pulls out his name first and he's like, Michael, he expects this. Pulls out the second one, Michael... And he had already, like, talked about things that we could do with a tie. So he's like, well, there could be, like, a runoff. He pulls out the third one. Michael. Michael. And the roommates are, like, trying to get him to leave, but the Michael had agreed on the rules that you're not allowed to talk or anything. You just have to get up and leave. And Michael's like, okay, well, there's one more. So he pulls it out. And it's also Michael. And so that's when he goes and does the sad Snoopy walk. Me, let's walk away. And then the camera goes back to the table. And on that last piece of paper, it says D-A crossed out Michael. <laughs> so you know it was George Michael and it's like heartbreaking but at the same time you're like oh my god that's funny it was really funny oh my it was really funny I can't yeah I can't wait to watch that because but, me uh, too well but, but we've missed so much though we have TV wise uh, everything came to an end everything came to an end what was uh Okay, so you really liked the elementary finale. I still have, I think, like I think about thirty minutes left to watch on mine because mm-hmm. I keep I keep watching it stupidly, like right before I go to bed, mm-hmm. unintentionally. Yeah. And so it's not. It, I'm not fond of how the twist has been played out. Like Moriarty being Irene Adler. Right now, if you would tell me that on paper, I would think that is a unique and amazing way to do the twist. Well, they've already like twisted so much of the content. I mean, Watson being a woman, Miss right. Miss Hudson and being a transsexual. What? Miss Hudson's their traditional landlady in the story. She was in the episode before the three-part finale, and she was a transsexual that they hung out with who's now going to be, like, they're coming in clean once a week for him. Oh. Oh. That's the traditional Miss Hudson from the... Oh. Yeah. I so, thought that was a random character. No, that's Miss Hudson. Uh, okay, so no, they, I'm not they've fond of that topped, They've tumbled everything on there. I first of all, I really like the act Natalie Dormer, who plays Irene Adler slash Moriarty. Oh no, I like the actors, and I think it actors. was clever. And I think it's really interesting. I mean, you've you've seen the typical superhero, supervillain, best friends falling out, whatever. Yeah. Now you're taking the one woman Sherlock truly loved. And I do believe that they both love each other. Oh, yeah. But she has her business, and she's not going to let him get in the way of her business, and it fucks with his head, but then she's not taking into account Watson, so there's your X factor in this encounter. And... Or wait, I'm sorry, that's where I left off at. She takes takes her to dinner. Right. And And that's that's where I sort of... And the whole problem Irene Adler has in this whole showdown is Watson. She doesn't expect Watson to be capable and intelligent and 
Like, because Sherlock is so genius smart, and Irene Adler, Moriarty, never feels like she has a peer until she meets Sherlock. And she doesn't even think anybody that Sherlock is involved with would be another peer, because it's so rare. And in this finale, we establish that Watson is at their level. And because Irene doesn't take Watson into account, that contributes to the ending of the season. Right. So I'm. I'm okay. Well, okay. And I won't tell you how it shakes out in the end, but I'm really hoping they bring the actress back. But see, here's the problem: it's on CBS. Yeah. So we're gonna get September, maybe November, February, and May. We're gonna get great episodes like this, and then the rest of the time we get the shitty case of the week junk. Yeah. Now, see, I. <sighs> I don't know, like, I would say the same thing, like, another show that I thought, uh, matter of fact, I'm going to try to do a list of, like, shows I really liked, finale-wise and all mm-hmm. that, um, and I really, and again, the only problem is it's a CBS show, is, like, I really, really, really like Person of Interest, like, I, mm-hmm. I, I the, absolutely love that show, Amy Acker is now pretty much I need a, to watch that show this Amy time. Acker, I think, is now maybe, they're hitting at, she's like a, a big reoccurring guest character. She has control okay. of the computer now. Okay. Because she's... I still like... You know one of those hippies in. that love vegetables and, like, mm-hmm. if a vegetable was real, they would try to, like, you know... Does she smell bad? Because yeah. I know that you think I, I smell bad. They do smell bad. Uh, and you hate hippies. There, I'm a real hippie. A real hippie is one that goes to concerts, never bathes, and they do... Oh, like, so know. she's a hippie poser. She's a hippie wannabe. Yeah, she's more of a hipster. Oh, okay. You know, but, like, where... If the vegetable could have feelings, or mm-hmm. if it had like a sentient form to, of life to it, mm-hmm. she would go. Well, what does the vegetable want? Well, what does the vegetable want to do, Jimmy? Mm-hmm. And that's true. You're right. Vegetables do have feelings because you they know. Do. I love to hear that scream as I go slice. No, no, there they were. There have been studies recently that they were oh talking about the news that they have measured what is the equivalent of a scream in a plant when it's killed. Fascinating. It's not when you cut it up because it's already dead in your refrigerator. But there is something that's not to our frequency in our hearing that when you kill a plant, it does emit what amounts to a scream. I don't know how to respond to that. Like, well, I, feel, I, I, I always feel made the argument to I vegetarians that at least animals have legs and could possibly run away while plants just have to sit there and take it. Yeah. But now you're like, yep, if you really want to be kind to all living things, you're just going to have to eat rocks and you'll die. Yeah, but people can... Things... People people can. And uh-huh. animals can eat us, too. It's, right. all, it's a circle it's of life. It's a circle of life. Yeah. So you... What's the problem with eating animals? I understand if you're against it because of the terrible farming practices we have and not treating them but well. You know what, though? But God damn I it. still if, love a steak. The right! See? <laughs> so, okay. Okay. I'm never uh, giving up my hammer. Someone, someone... Okay. Now, then, this goes into my weight loss thing, but, like, uh-huh. you have... If, once you get into a, a way of that works for you, you have to keep sort of doing it. Okay. And what works for me is bottled water. Uh-huh. Now, I understand the concept is a little bit more pricey. And actually dirtier than most uh, that's tap right. water. That's, that's right. But it works for me. It's, mm-hmm. it's compact. It's already there. And also, um, I have a weird thing about uh, if you have like a, a normal water bottle, like mm-hmm. a normal water bottle, one that you can reuse and reuse and reuse, uh, instantly you pour water into it. For some reason, I just taste plastic. Yeah. With water bottle, it's only been in there by one time. Until you open it and let it natural air get to it, that smell doesn't start to really get... Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So it ends up working out for me now. Does that mean I don't have a Brita filter at home? I I still have that for home. Mm-hmm. I still sometimes use this at home, the water bottle home. But, but no, it's a thing that works for you. Mm-hmm. Kind of... Where was I going with this? I don't know. 
what were we talking about? Vegetarians oh, and meat and... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Same kind of thing. Someone who shall not go named right now uh, really wants me to watch a documentary because uh, this person wants me to stop using water bottles. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to stop using water bottles. Is That's Sarah? Some- yes, maybe. But, uh, but I, 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 I'm telling you, like, look... I've seen supersize me, and that's made me watch other documentaries about how meat's made, how meat's processed. Mm-hmm. I still like a goddamn chicken McNugget. Yeah. And you know what? Put some sweet and sour sauce on that bad boy. It tastes fucking delicious. Yep. And, and I understand her thing, which is it's good for the environment. But yep. Yes, but goddamn, I really like a good... And also, really good with those crystal light packets. It's already measured out for you. <laughs> Literally, I have a system. You take one sip from the top, uh-huh. and you have a perfect ratio of sugary crystal light fruit punch goodness. Okay. Because if you if you if you literally open up to where it is now, any water bottle, and put that in there, it sort of because there's the water is there's a little bit enough water that it over pollutes, so it doesn't taste like normal sugary fruit punch. Mm. It tastes like watered down crystal light, which you're expecting. Okay. Take that one sip out, but a boom fruit punch. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Nick's recipe for crystal light fruit punch. No, well, well, well for either. Like I bought uh, Target had a special on a dollar Hawaiian punch the other day, and mm. I mean I was like I haven't had Hawaiian punch in a long time. Look on the back. Would Cal- you like a lion punch? punch? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is he really going to punch me? No, I, was, no, really no, I know, I know, you. but it looked like it for a second. I did make a fist. He did make a fist out there. Uh, but no, so, but, but, and again, it was the same thing. I, I did two versions of it. One mm-hmm. I took to work, one I drank at home, and one of them I took the sip from the top there. One I did not. Did a scientific experiment. I did. You wore a lab You coat. hypothesized a theory. You I tested did. your theory. And then you analyze the results. You know, people, it's very clear here that none of this would have really worked unless I had the lab coat on. The lab coat means everything. It's true. That's true. You cannot do proper experiments. Well, you can do the experiment, but nobody in the scientific community is going to listen to you unless you wore a lab coat while doing right. them. So Otherwise, is, you'll just get laughed so at. So there's going to be a guarantee on this podcast that says, <laughs> Nick tested, lab coat approved. There you go. <laughs> but, uh, but no, it's that kind of thing. So, like, she wants me to watch these documentaries, and I'm like, um, I, I mean, I'll watch them mm-hmm. because, you know, I... I understand her her complaints or whatever and her beef with that. <laughs> her beef, her beef, right? Yeah. So, but I'm like, but I'm like, you know, look, this is. We'll watch this, and I know that you'll be deep down changed, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I probably will be like, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll still, still like a hamburger. I still like a hamburger. Yep. I still want to drink my water from a water bottle. Yep. And and, and I know, yeah, you can see, I know that too. It's just, it's, it's more compact. It works for me. It's, it's like well, when I was starting to lose this whole weight loss thing. Um, at work, they have one of the, their, it's a filter they have on like a, you know those things where you literally, it looks like a water, uh, what do you call it? You put the water. The water jug. Water the, jug, the, the, yeah, but what's that, the bottom part? Uh-huh. Um, well, anyway, the water they have jug version, sand? Water jug sand. They have those now where there's no jug. It just hooks directly into your, into your oh, faucet. Cool. And it filters it for you. Uh-huh. Pretty neat. They have one at work on like every floor at where I work at, and so I would I would fill it up with there. But there's something that doesn't taste just exactly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't taste like you can definitely tell the difference from a your tap water mm-hmm. this and yeah. Well, I would fill it up. I wouldn't drink it as much. So I started doing this thing where mm-hmm. I filled it one time. I, I had a Fiji water bottle there, filled mm-hmm. it up with that. My mind just was like, oh, it's Fiji. Mm-hmm. It's not. No. Right, it's a mind thing. Gotcha. It's one of those, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, it's why does, placebos work. It really does, and that's why I was like, honey, it doesn't matter. Like, we can watch this documentary about water, and it'll be the worst thing apparently I'll ever do. But I, I'm going to drink water from a water bottle, and she does not like that answer. 
Well, I mean, well, she's, I, she's cool, though. When I started my current job, I always filled a, a mug with water for my Brita pitcher in the fridge mm-hmm. and took it to work. And that's not very much water, and I like more water throughout the day. I'll drink, like, three or four big 16-ounce oh, glasses yeah, of sure. water in a day. And w- then I found out we had an ice mountain water cooler, like the water jug on the stand. Oh, and so I've been drinking out of that forever. So, like, a week or two ago, we ran out of the refills of the jug. Don't know why. I, maybe we didn't order enough. Maybe people were drinking more maybe that week. Maybe Jimmy drank it all. I've been drinking that much for quite a while. No, um, no, so I don't know how we ran out, but we were out for two days. And I was like, well, I can't sit here with no water. So I got... We do have an ice maker in the freezer, so I, I always put ice in it. But I got tap water in the ice. And out of the sink. Out, yeah. And it's like tasted like sink water. And I'm like, you know what? For 20 years of my life, I just drank sink water and I was fine. But now, for some reason, it, really yeah, it, it bothered me to drink it. I didn't drink nearly as much because yeah. it was like, it tastes it's like a, sink it's water. It's a weird thing. It is. It, it truly is a weird thing. So you have to do what works for you. Yeah. In, in, in general with anything, not it's just true. food or water. But it's that's true. fascinating. I didn't know plant. This is what stirred all this. I did not uh, know plants Plants scream. scream. They do. Which in itself, though, how they did that... feel pain. Was it we were to... Oh, we were talking about elementary, weren't we? Yes. That, okay. And in person, okay. The, and then you were talking about person. Yeah, Amy Acker. Yeah, yeah. Right. Amy Acker. Well, Amy part, Acker. Amy Acker. <laughs> who likes to kill plants? With the <laughs> I know, right? Uh, no, I I really like that show. Matter of fact, I think it's one of those shows where it does the case of the week thing. But like, you realize that all the for like ninety, I would say eighty five percent of all the little cases of the week, mm-hmm. they do push it towards the next major and they're one of the few shows that did a completely I thought it was a mind fuck which is um, you know the general concept of the show right didn't yes. you watch season one I watched the first like six or seven oh. episodes okay. I bought the blu-ray and have not watched it okay before. you know how it works is that they get a number yep okay now there was one whole episode where Sarah Shahi from Life yep. and Fairly Legal it starts off with her mm-hmm. and uh, this other actor her handler and her handler gets killed, and then people start going after her. You only see John, you know, Jesus, mm-hmm. for like five seconds, and it's about 20 minutes into the episode, and she kills him. Oh, okay. And you're going, uh... But you know in three days he comes back to life, so... Well, yes. Well, the, uh, well here's the thing that, yeah. Oh! It's a Jesus did, did it air around Easter? Because that would have been awesome. Actually, I think it did. <laughs> uh, but no, okay... And the thing is, because literally, it's one of those things like you know how guys turn around the corner and you shoot, and the good guy shoots him. Mm-hmm. Well, being that she's the lead in the show, you've not seen Ben, you've not seen Jesus, and then Jesus shows up. He's one of the guys around the corner, mm-hmm. and he's trying to say, "I'm here to," and she just shoots him. And you're going like, "What the? Oh my god!" Because it's not a normal episode. It, yeah. Like literally, you don't. And then literally, you don't see. And then you realize that he has a, a bulletproof vest on because he's the lead, of right? Course. But him and Jesus don't show up until literally like the last 10, 15 minutes of the show. Ten minutes of the show. And you're just going like, oh my god, this is one of the best episodes of the show ever because they completely break right. norm. And and that's the literally and that's the only time you've seen before that. My only complaint with the show is was always been though is that because it's a CBS show, they will not dare to kill off a character that's one of the leads. Yeah. And that's my problem with Hawaii Five O. They did that with was it Kuno or whatever the name is the girl from Grace mm-hmm. Park. Yep. Yeah. Her character I very obvious. That too. No, I, honestly, I'm taping the episodes, and unless it directly says in, in the in the byline anything about woe fat, mm-hmm. I will just delete it because you know the twist is that he's his brother, McGarrett's brother. I did not know that. Oh, his mother. Sorry. If, his if mother I came ever back. Was like. Not having a day job and watch TV full time, I would catch up on a no, lot of five. Oh, I enjoyed right. the first season. It's, 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 the thing is, it's not that it's still a bad show. It's just that yeah. it's it's just they're now too busy with the whole. And honestly, I'm not impressed with the whole twist that they went with the mother, 
which is that uh, when when did you stop watching? Was it season two? Uh, I think I watched the first two or three episodes of season two. All right, you know how uh, John Locke, uh, what's his little name? Terry Ter- Quinn. Terry Quinn came back and was helping him, and I had heard that he was on the show. All right, Terry Quinn. I've seen on the, one episode with him. Terry Quinn came up on the show. And he was pretty much helping him find Wolf Fat because mm-hmm. Wolf Fat's the one who helped the governor get framed, frame mm-hmm. him, and at the end of season one, do all that. Mm-hmm. And you realize that they're hiding that one character. I forget the, the name. But that character ends up being his mom, which means his mom worked for the CIA, never told her, their, their dad or her husband that she was a, a deep undercover guy. You know, I know. And this is where it gets weird. This is what I don't get. Wolf Fat apparently is her one of her sons. Okay. Which is, uh, yeah, yeah. But he tried to kill her, and he still is trying to kill her. Mm-hmm. And so... Matricide. Right. I don't get the where that's going story-wise. So, that's what I'm saying. So... Okay. So, no, so it was just one of those, like, I don't... Yeah, so I've... I've unless it says something directly about that, which it not very many episodes have, I don't, I don't watch them. I, I just... It. It's in the Revolution. I quit Revolution too. Oh, really? Because I watched I watched literally 30, 40 minutes of the first episode back because I really liked how it, it actually ended with mm. uh, with you know them walking yeah. running out there and yeah. the helicopter comes up and I was like, oh, I've this only is watched awesome. the first one back so far, but I'm going to catch up this week. I didn't, I didn't really care for it. Oh. I, I I just was I was like I'm I'm lost interest. Oh. So I stopped watching That's it. It's disappointing. And, do you still watch Revenge? Yeah, I finished Revenge. Did you really? Mm-hmm. I was not happy that Declan died. I heard that Declan died, and it mm-hmm. made me feel. Yeah, it, 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 because, I was dis- because highly disappointed because the only character. Okay, the only characters I really, I mean, like I really, really liked on that show were Declan, uh, Amanda, or Emily, whoever the fuck her name is, Emily Clark, Emily Clark, or, or Amanda, Amanda who pretended to be Emily Clark, uh, Emily who was Amanda. I like her real half sister. I like and I like her and Declan together. I mm-hmm. thought they really. Balance each other out, and if anything, you thought, well, if anything, we'll have a happy ending. Well, Charlotte and Declan's relationship, yeah, yeah, were, yeah that's, that's what I'm saying. So that, so even when they had that little rough patch, they were yep. starting to get together. When I was starting to mm-hmm. quit watching, and I was like, you know what? If anything, I'll be comforted to know that those two and Noah. Uh, did I get that right? Or may I think of the actor who plays him? Who's who's her? Nolan. Nolan. Nolan are those three characters, and the only characters I really like on that show because I really liked Amanda or Emily, whatever her name is. But then halfway through. Season two, I, 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 it lost me. And Mike, Mike Kelly, who writes mm-hmm. and produces the show, you know he's leaving the show? I did not. Because he want, he asked for season one. First off, he wanted to kill Victoria completely off. Yeah. And ABC's like, no, you can't do you that. Can't. They and, needed Victoria. No, see, I disagree, though. because and But here's the... Okay, here's your thing. He wanted to do maybe six, 13-episode seasons. Mm. They forced him to do 23. Yeah. And he goes, the storytelling suffers, and if you don't make us draw back for season three, I quit. And, so, and they said, nope. Nope. And, and yeah, and so yeah. I'm just like... Revenge I, is good, but Scandal is so much better that I've... I've heard Scandal this season is because oh my god this season was like four seasons worth of plot it, it was what like Chuck did for a while where it's just we're gonna toss everything we have at it and just keep it going that's insane and, it was see, amazing it makes me sad because I and there was like, like, like a year time jump in the middle of the season what yeah oh my god like the middle of February sweeps not the end of February sweeps the middle of February sweeps they completed their stories jumped a year and because of the way they completed everything, there was just everything was still fucked well, I heard, up. A year what's later. his name? Uh, remember, he he was added in. Uh, he was in Sports Night. He was Joshua added, Molina. Yeah, 
He's now a main cast member. He has been for all of season two. Oh, okay. They thought he was in every episode of season one, I think. Right, well, I, I thought season two he started off again, possibly not. No, by the end of season one they had him locked down. Okay. Okay, but he is—he like had an interesting arc this season because at the end of season one, Olivia. he was fired and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and so he joined them for a while, but oh. he is true to himself. So you should watch Scandal. Scandal's really good. Man. Damn it! Okay. And Scott Foley did like eight episodes. I love Scott, Scott Foley. I love Scott Foley. Yeah, like he did like the last eight he's episodes. Doing a of the weird season. thing on True Blood right now, or did do a did weird, do a weird thing? Yeah, yeah, he got killed, didn't he? Yeah. Okay, I, I figured. No, no, this was. I, really I didn't good. watch. I didn't watch that the last season because I heard like mm-hmm. like people because I I taped it and people were like it's not good. Yeah, and I'm like, what it's but I was, but I was never committed to True Blood, yeah. so I was just like, goodbye. Christopher Maloney was great. They killed him too early. But Christopher Maloney is he was, the wolf? No, he was uh, like a the head vampire of the little council thing last season. He was really good, okay. and then well, they killed him off too early. What, what was that one thing where the one girl like killed? What's the main vampire? Ed? No. But Bill? Bill. Yeah, and like, and I did watch the clip of it. Like, Eric is like, and this other girl are talking to him, mm-hmm. and like, she kills him or something like that. Or no, he, mm-hmm. he, and then she just blows up, and Bill's standing there in her mm-hmm. place, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, they had Christopher Maloney come on and be all like evil badass, and he like killed a child and everything right in front of you. Great, it was like a five hundred year old vampire child, but still, sure. But it looked like a little child. Like, and then and then they killed him off like way too early. I was he did like maybe five episodes. I was disappointed because he was really good. Have you uh, have you been watching Game of Thrones? I am two weeks behind in Game of Thrones. Uh, it's been awesome though. I, and okay, best character now in the show. What, is, what are your I thoughts? I love Jamie and Brienne. Yes, that was what I was going to say right there because when you, when the show starts off, like the only two characters you really maybe sort of like besides Ed Stark it, or Ned. Ned or well, it's it's Ned Eddard is his real name. Eddard, yes. Yeah, so I call him Ed sometimes, but it's Ned or Eddard <laughs> Stark. Is I really liked Tyrion and mm-hmm. Jon Snow, and it's because yeah. they are they're both highly intelligent people, but they're just shit upon yep. just because of their weird status mm-hmm. in life. And and Tyrion always remains the the rootable character, seeing with Snow a little bit. Yeah. But Jamie, you fucking hate him. Well, because the first thing he does is shove Bran out the tower. No, right. That's what I'm saying. And he's like having incest with his sister. Right. And but then you get a really sense that like like that that one whole thing where he talks about how he was loyal to the king up until right. until he realized like my father would kill me is sort of the gist I got from mm-hmm. that. And, and 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 he also realized that the king was mad. Yeah. And so I. I, I did something that I uh, swore I would never do. And I'm just going like, oh my ever god. Ever since he pushed Bran out of the tower, all they've done is make him more and more sympathetic. Well... And in retrospect... Yes and no. In like, retros- yeah, last season when season he was tied two, up... Season two they made him more sympathetic. Yeah. A little bit. He was still a dick. In retrospect, though, when he pushed Bran out of the tower, like, thinking back now, he did seem like he didn't want to do it. He was doing it because he felt like he had to do it. It and, wasn't and, like... And Cersei sort of... Oh, Cersei's fucking evil. Oh, I, uh, yeah. I love that actress, and I love what she's doing with the role. Oh, I know. But she, I love to hate her. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and but Jamie, she's though, really good. No, Jamie, I'm I've come around on, and he's the only one that's good to Tyrion. Well, yes, but that's going to if they follow the books like they do. I am behind on the books. Well, reading. Uh, yeah, I yeah. So far in the show, he's the only one that's good again, to his little brother. Again, it's one of those things yeah. though where I love the show so much and I get impatient to find out what happens. Like uh, I knew Jamie turned good uh, and I knew he got his hand chopped off, but I didn't know turn t- anything. It's just well, our, our perception of him based on what they show, right? And and so, but apparently there's something that he's done to Tyrion mm-hmm. that Tyrion will never forgive him for. Aww. 
and, and granted, because I agree with you on that one. Like, because we see the way. Him. Yeah, I mean, look but, at but apparently, but he, but he, but he goes. You're going to hate me for this, but I am an honorable man, and I'm going to tell you this. And he tells Tyrion the truth about something about the turning in Tyrion's wife to his father, the first wife that like his father killed. Uh, it's either that or because I feel like they've already mother. covered that. Okay, it's about, his, it's about his mother. See, I'm not sure. It's something like that. It's something mm-hmm. to do with his mother or his first wife, mm-hmm. and it's the reason. Well, which is that she was a whore. Yeah, she, his first wife was a whore. She's not. Oh, her father just killed him. Oh, I, it's something okay. like that. And he, Jamie knew about it, and but he promised his father he wouldn't tell. But it's bothered him for years, and apparently, it's something. It's something like that. It's either that or something about his mom. Okay. And, and for so for years, he's let that blame himself, and so he's like, "I will never forgive you." And then, but then he, and then he goes and does something pretty awesome, which I I can't wait for. But uh, hopefully, it'll happen this season. Not we'll see. like because remember last season, if you read the books or mm-hmm. after they. Again, because apparently, like the last half of, of uh, the book, the last book they did in this, the first half of this season, mm-hmm. or, or maybe like the first ten minutes of the season. Okay. So I hope they don't do something similar <laughs> to next season. Mm. They're, I, yeah, they're gonna. Excited. I mean, they're trying to stretch things out so that George well, R. R. Martin has time, and he also has a lot of characters to get through. I know, but like, dude, dude, he's working. Yeah, yeah, George R. R. Martin, please write and write it's faster. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. You, if you Storm, haven't seen it, Paul and Storm YouTube, you need to yeah. watch it. It's amazing. Um, yeah. Other finales, a Community. I like. I thought this entire season episode. has had a great Jeff arc, and the Jeff emotional payoff in the yeah. finale was excellent. But everybody else got the shaft. I thought Abed had an interesting sort of. I interesting. thought Abed's been completely ruined this season. I've hated him every episode. I I don't know. I feel like ruining Abed is what's been killing the show more than anything. But they're trying to woo Dan Harmon back, and since Chevy Chase is gone, if they can woo Dan Harmon back, really are they? They are. Oh, okay, awesome. Yeah, if they can woo him back, and I don't care what he asks for. You can pretend this entire season was a dream and just write it off. That's fine. Just get Dan Harmon back. Yeah, I will. Let him do his own senior year the way he wants. That's fine. Well, the thing, the thing though, uh, now see, here's the thing that bothers me a little bit about the Chevy chasing is that I, the last, the, the two major times they've actually had him, stuff for him to do, mm-hmm. ha- at least in the last like 10 episodes, or I would say even f- six episodes, he's been really, it's been well, he Some of his best moments were this season. Right, like the thing in the barbershop. I, I was just gonna say it was because awesome. wasn't that didn't that tie into the whole Shirley and thing where he's like, look, the reason why they're doing this is because of this, and Britter just really wants someone to, and you're just going like, oh my god, like yeah. such a, and and I, I really hated how they just wrote his character off like that. Like and the I, other episode he had that was good was the one where Britta got the girl group to come. Oh, no, that's what I'm, oh, that's what I'm talking about. It was it, there where was he was all, he was also really funny because he was like, I want to check my email, and that's the only computer that can do it. The post office is gonna close. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my email's on that computer. No, uh, no, he, he had his best moments this season. Um, two of the best episodes for Pierce, yeah, in the middle of a terrible season, right? And, but, and he wasn't. And I see that, that just makes me it goes to show. Like I, I just wish that they just didn't quickly write him off like that. Right. And I know he probably won't ever come back if Harmon yeah. comes back. And I, I, I but I'm given okay the choice that. between the two, oh, I'd rather the show would survive better with Dan Harmon. I know. I just uh, and they a little sad the season that. finale this year gave Chevy Chase an out. He graduated. He can leave. I know. But you could. But I thought it was really funny how we all thought he was gone before the finale. I and know. Then I thought they left him in up. the woods, and then they were making stupid excuses to keep him around. I'm like, why? It's no, they it's because. 
out of order. Yep. And they thought they were going to get more episodes. Yeah, and so I, I just find that really interesting and, and really... And even Chang, the Chang thing was was surprised. Like, that didn't really go anywhere. It, it started to go somewhere, and then they ended it real quickly. And the right. whole City College thing never paid off. Did you did you see the six seasons and a yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, of course. Right. well, sometimes, apparently, they hide it more... Yeah. Actually hide it. Like, the mm-hmm. pineapple... I have to look really hard every time. I'm so behind on Psych. I'm I am five too. Five episodes of Psych. I am too. But every time I watch Psych, there's a there's like three pineapples usually hidden everywhere. And I know. I, I, I never, never even look for them. them. Well, I don't look for them, but you know, sometimes you just casually look for sometimes them. Sometimes I see them, but most of the time I don't. The only time I they very openly is when they went to the Clue party. They actually had the pineapple. I, I loved and, the Clue episode. Well, yeah. So, um, okay. Oh, now, and How I Met Your Mother. How did that end? We saw the mother. Saw her face. Yeah, they cast her. They kept it under wraps. Nobody knew it was going to happen until they aired it. Okay. They cast, um, I can't remember her name, Christina Molino or something. Mm -hmm. She's well known for Broadway stuff, not so much on TV and movies. Um, And she looks the part, like exactly what you'd expect the mother to look like. And so they, they, it ended the, they were all getting ready to go to Barney and Robin's wedding. Uh They didn't take us to the wedding day yet. It was that weekend. They were getting ready to go into the weekend. Ted decided to um, quit his job and move to Chicago, leave everybody behind. Marshall and Lily were moving to Rome for a year for Lily's job, but then Marshall was offered a judgeship, which he hasn't been able to tell her about yet in New York. And Barney and Robin... Mm -hmm. Real, there was a brief moment right before the finale where Robin and Ted kind of had a moment where you could see like that was unresolved. But then they did the last episode. Barney and Robin were together, and you saw exactly why they work, and that's why Ted's quitting his job in Chicago because he can't bear to see Robin married to someone else. And so his little last arc is the reason he's never found the mother in these last eight years is because he's never been able to let go of Robin. And so now, in this wedding weekend, <sighs> when he's going, no, no, I think this is perfect, because okay. it explains adequately why it's been so drawn out, and in this wedding weekend, when he stops looking for love and is finally letting go, is going to be when he meets the mother. Yeah, and funny. there's poetic justice to that. What I'm really worried about is both the show's creators and CBS have said the entire last 24 episodes take place in this one weekend. The wedding weekend is the entire last season. You just made an ugly face for those who uh, can't yeah, hear. For those who, uh, sorry. Okay, that was in, that was a look of disgust in, and sadness. In brilliant hands, it would be amazing. But How I Met Your Mother has let us down so many times that oh, I do not have faith that they're going to pull I it know, off. Which is sad because they do sometimes some really good stuff. Like so, we'll see. No, right. And I see. Okay, my frustration was what always was, and I'm just so happy they're ending the show. And I, I don't yeah. mean that in a bad way. I mean creatively, like. Well, it's, sometimes it's yeah. okay to end your show. Well, they've taken the characters up to a point where they have to, where they're... Uh, at first, when they said it was going to be the one weekend, I was like, they're joking, right? But where the characters are left off, they can't continue the way they've been going after this weekend. They're well, all set they, up to depart well, that's in thing, different ways. Well, that's something to think about, too, is that movies and television in general. So mm-hmm. this is what I'm saying. It, in, right. In good hands, it could work, is that... You're cutting all the boring parts. Right. But sometimes, that, which means they're going to have to make every moment amazing and well, have to Well, they have, like, count. two and a half days, so it's not real time like 24. They have to get, they have to squeeze oh, basically true. 12 hours out of two and a half days. And we've already seen some scenes from that day. Right. So, I don't know. And they did say that everybody else will meet the mother before Ted does. I feel like they're going to, the moment where Ted meets her on the platform will probably be the last scene of the series, is my guess. 
which I was excited to see, like, they're dating and stuff. But on the other hand, I understand why they don't want to go that route. Yeah, because it's all been about how yeah. I met your mother, right. not how I dated your mother. Right. And I, and I feel like at the wedding, they'll be able to bring back all their old guest characters who have come to the wedding. And then, like, this episode will take place at this part of the reception with these people. And this episode will take place over here. Well, and some of them will run concurrently. And, you know. Yeah, that's how I should. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. I mean, oh, man. the last this past season has been really solid. So I'm hoping. I mean, I feel like they've kind of gotten rid of all the bad stuff. I will the show. probably have to start watching again. And I hate to be a fair weather fan. You should of that watch show. this past season. It see, that's solid. what everyone's okay. I will. I will. When it goes on Netflix, I will watch it. Then. Because the whole Barney Robin. I mean, when we ended the season before this, Barney was engaged to somebody else. And right, I that, really that liked girl, Becky right? Newton from Ugly Betty. Yeah. Quinn, the stripper. And I really liked them together. And really, you could do the last season and a half watch because it's been solid. Because when they started that Barney on that path, that season before, he... Well, the last two seasons, they've done the whole bookends with the Robin Barney wedding scenes. And it's been about Barney's journey to maturation and settling down. It's been a huge thing. And they've done a really good job with it. And Marshall's plot after losing his dad has been Oh, good. yeah, that's been solid, too. Yeah. But so, I guess I just had a problem with it. just felt like every time this show would end a season, like after season four or five, when I started watching mm-hmm. it, they got picked up for two more seasons, and then yeah. another two more seasons. I'm like, oh my god, this show has so many seasons left to go in production. You keep fucking right. renewing it, and I just, I don't. But I this past year has felt like it's okay. moving towards the ending. Good. Well, then that makes me feel a little bit better. Then, and then, okay, I'll have to do that. I don't know when I'll do it, but I will. I will definitely do that because I. Well, uh, another show that I've uh, done similar thing to, um, and I think you and I are sort of agreement, sort of, with everything before that, or maybe not. Um, the Office finale. I loved the finale. Everything before the finale, I was, uh, at least with, like, for example, the Andy character. The Andy was completely ruined this season. I will give you that. Right. And I, I, and it makes me so aggravated. And the thing is, they redeemed him in that last two hours, or an hour and 15 minutes. Well, okay, let me put it this way. I didn't hate him by the end of that episode. No, I I actually was like, this is sort of the Andy that I... He found his place. Right, and it made me mad though that that they had to do that to him, yeah, to make him like, oh, you don't love him anymore. You're like, well, he's found it. Yeah, it's like you say, he's like he's found his place and he's happy. So I guess I'm happy. And it's like, no, I wanted. He's one of those yeah. characters like 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 Rain Wilson's uh, Dwight and Jim and, and Pam uh. and, that I really wanted to like like I want to see what they what they gave to them. I want to see the that Dwight Jim relationship in the last few episodes. I, I was will amazing, yeah. and I will. I and Michael will, Scott was so well used. I disagree with that. There's really? something I, I I wanted. I thought we were going to get a brief cameo. The fact that he got as much as he did. No, well, right. Oh, I still think it was sort of a cameo because he didn't say he only had two lines and he was in he was in the background a lot. Yeah, and that's fine. But my the only thing that bothered me from that is that. I was more intrigued about how the documentary affected him because mm-hmm. you get to see how it did sort of affect everybody, everybody. else, yeah. but not Michael, and that really bothered me. Because and, like, he I understand was done with it. No, I understand that, but like, look, he realistically mm-hmm. he came off like an idiot. Yeah, but then, it, but here's the other thing. This is the other but, thing that bothered me, and this mm-hmm. goes into the overall problem with the office. Mm-hmm. When they show, was it at the end of Arm or A A A R M? They show them at the bar, right, watching yeah, the first the episode, the documentary, the first episode of the documentary, and it featured Michael Scott. Yes. How many episodes of the documentary did they air? They said nine, I believe. Nine. And they mean, so that means, like, what, one episode per year, per, basically. Per, okay, so that bothers me. 
Unless it's like a three, four hour long episode. It's, it sounded like it was not like nine one-hour episodes. Okay, so, 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 so yeah, that bothers me a little bit, which means they probably showed him being an idiot, because he, yeah. no offense, he is. Yeah. That's going to affect you. No, but here's the thing. And it's going to affect his relationship with Holly. No, because Michael Scott, first of all, Michael Scott departed before the end because he wasn't, and he, when he left, he didn't care about the documentary. He was done with that part of his life. He lives in another state. This aired on some local Scranton station. This didn't air nationwide. No, it aired PBS. It aired on the local PBS affiliate. It did not air nationwide. It aired just in that one area is the impression I got, the way they set it up. It aired just where they were. So it didn't air where Michael Scott lives. It didn't... Now, parts of it went viral. Andy's thing went viral on the internet. But I feel like Michael Scott, where he lives, would be completely unaffected by the See, the way I took it, it was it was PBS in general, not no, the local PBS. No, it was the affiliate. local PBS affiliate. Okay. And that's why they had the local PBS panel in Scranton. And it wasn't like they were doing a countrywide tour. It was just that one area. Okay. So it was it was local program. Okay. So he w- his life would not be at all affected by it. Okay, because I guess that... Because I'm happy that he had the family plan, and I mm-hmm. thought that was a good line... But I really, I, I okay. The line like, about my kids grow up to marry each other, and that's how is, it should be. Which is an insane Michael Scott. And after line. the and first it, line, that's what she said. The two perfect, two no, perfect right, lines. No, right. It's too, I will agree with that. I just, I being under the impression that I was, mm-hmm. and I know there were some people at work where I work at felt the same way too. Like it was mm-hmm. under the impression that it was nationwide people. Oh, I didn't think so. I thought it was just local. They said so, it was local affiliate. I thought that I'm like, it's just airing there. Okay. Well then if that's the case, that does change this opinion a little bit, but I mean, uh, other people that I, that's what I'm saying. I'm not the only one mm-hmm. that I feel a little bit better about, but I was under the impression that being, if it, if it was a nationwide PBS, uh, a thing, that it would affect him. No, the small reception that it got with their panel and everything, I feel pretty much proves it was just that local. Okay. And then, um, because I guess my thing was, like, if that was the case, it would yeah. have affected him. And, like, yeah, he had a family plan. Like, so even though Holly and him may have been divorced, whatever, because of the documentary, I guess I wanted I that. I just want, And the thing is, you could have done yeah. one quick line with that, just saying, I, you could have mentioned Holly and Holly. him were happy... It would and, have been nice to see her on his arm at the reception. Well, that, I mean... Or I, mention, but... I would, that's what I'm saying. I would yeah. even take a line for that. And they probably did do a line, and maybe it got cut. cut. But I don't think it was necessary. I feel like if they were divorced, that would have been indicated. I felt like he's happy, he's got his family, they're probably doing Every, fine. But uh, my girlfriend, who who, uh, who never watches The Office, she mm-hmm. watched it with me. Well, actually, I showed her the, the opening of, uh, uh, was it Fire Safety? Mm-hmm. Or that whole thing with Super oh, Bowl? Oh, yeah, get up. Yeah, well, we just watched the, the, the opening, the mm-hmm. fire drill, mm-hmm. and she thought it was hilarious. Yeah. So she watched the finale of The Office, and she didn't get a lot of it, you know, because she never watched the show, but she's like, that was a very sweet episode. I was like... I, I do kind of wish everybody had been in that office for the ending, because there were several characters like, that did not come back to the office for that final hangout. Uh, oh, uh... I mean, besides Michael Scott, Kelly, Ryan, one of the new Those are the only two I didn't really care what happened to. Yeah, like, they, I liked Kelly and Ryan's ending, but they like didn't need too. to be in the... But it felt, the, the one thing that pissed me off about the finale, the one thing that really bothered me... Was that Pam unveiled that mural in the warehouse. Oh, I didn't like that either. Of the office staff. Nobody in the warehouse is in the mural. All those warehouse workers have to look at that every day and be like, they don't fucking care about us. They're fucking egotistical people upstairs who are... And I don't think that any of the writers or people making the show even thought about that. I feel like it wasn't on the radar at all. 
Or actually, I, I think they, I think they did. Because isn't that the joke anyway, that everything they do is... To They've made that joke that. before, but it didn't come across in that episode. Although, did you notice when they did the big giant group picture and everybody got in the picture? That, the, that was the, like, behind-the-scenes people on the sure. show. Yeah, and I like how they treated And then they all like, stuck away and acted like this. You know, right. <laughs> but I, I like the two, like, where yeah. the, the, the cast members, like Pam yeah. and Jim, they were just like, oh, who are these people? Yeah, like, what, what's good. going on? Like, I like that, too. Like, especially Pam's, it was yeah. very, like... Uh, I met just the people in the portraits. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I thought it was pretty, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I liked it. I thought it was one Solid of the... Solid overall. But, but, Dwight, but Dwight, I think, Dwight and Jim, and I will... I've always so said on the show... So glad Dwight didn't get the spin-off. And I've always... I am, too. Because he wouldn't have got the ending he got. I, I agree. I, I, I will say, though, that the whole... I, I've always said this before in the show, and I like to eat some crow on this. Mm-hmm. I still believe it to some extent with one character, but Jim and Pam, I've always said, they're the everyman character that you sort of root for in general, even if they didn't yeah. get together. But, uh, and I, I still feel this is sort of true, that they always sort of treat every, everybody else like they're better than them. Mm-hmm. And I, I still believe that to some extent. And like I, and I still stand by my thing is I don't believe Pam deserved the goodbye she got with Michael. I still stand by that 100%. But the whole Jim and Dwight thing, that whole thing, it, I, I will eat crow that because I always say that Jim treats Dwight and Michael both horribly because he doesn't really. He's he just it it he he hates his job so much. He uses I think them, that's how it started. And I and I agree. And I think that whole thing. He's like, you know what? But they I, grew into brothers, right? And I and see that just everything about that bachelor party where Jim did yeah. everything he could to make he Dwight happy. happy, and the right. only pranks he pulled were were, very good. were to in, to his benefit. No, right? Except for the, the stripper. The stripper was funny. I think it was more at that point was to prank everybody else on that. I, I not honestly, I'm not sure he understood that Dwight would not appreciate it. Uh, that's true. I because I think the only one who got really really pissed at that mm-hmm. was Clark. Yeah, because he's just, he's like. He's, Although I like the stripper, the bachelor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And of all oh the re- of all the, I liked that they took time for all of the minor characters to get yes. served in that finale. Even Phyllis, Phyllis, Phyllis got more than anybody in that last hour. Uh, she she got she paid off with the Angela story because she got Angela kidnapped, but then she made it up to her, and she had the Stanley. Well, stuff. I think I think that was part of the whole thing with Jim. It was a Jim. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, but but, but like, she felt guilty, and then when Angela was injured, she carried Angela down the aisle to make up for it, and, and then the Stanley. And right, her. and you pointed out in your review, which mm-hmm. I really liked too, which Thanks. is, and I caught on it too, is that they also did a payoff to the whole Aaron and Phyllis storyline. Yeah. It's not it's not a line of dialogue, mm-hmm. but when her mom and dad stand up, mm-hmm. they they do a shot that includes Phyllis, and you can tell Phyllis is genuinely moved, and if mm-hmm. not a bit sad because. Phyllis did still treat, treated Aaron like she uh-huh. was her mom, and so, and that's what I'm saying. So yeah, they hit every story beat with that, and I really there was a. I mean, they I, didn't really serve Clark and uh, what's he, his face, but they didn't need to Bob. be. They were still too new. Yeah. He's like now my friends. Right, like Bob. I kind of wanted to see Pete and Aaron like end solidly as a couple, which yeah. was more ambiguous. Well, but I know, right. but Pete and Clark did not earn their payoff, that's so true. I don't care that they didn't get it. Everybody else I, was served. I will say, though, that something else... And that, Toby that, and Creed and uh, Meredith. Everybody. Uh, Toby, I wish... I, Toby got an ending that I thought was befitting of him. Yeah. But there's part of me that wishes he had something a little bit more happy. But that's not <laughs> Toby. It's befitting of no, Toby. It's befitting of Toby. I, it kind of surprised me how Dwight fired 
Toby and Kevin off the bat. That was so and funny. It, that was at first, so I was funny. like, like he didn't so even give a, he didn't even I give know. a shit for like he wrote like you're you're gone, Toby. You're not gonna let him do this, are you? Well, here's my other cake. <laughs> and he's like, here's my other cake. And I liked the like, making up with Kevin bit, and that was pretty good. It was just because you're a bad employee. Really, you mean it? Yeah, yes, you love, sucked at your and, job. And I love the end too. It was to pay off to the whole oh. thing, which is like Kevin's so susceptible to stupidity, right? Which is he's like. I'm just so sad. I think, Oscar, I think I'm gay. He's like, you're not gay, Kevin. You're, you're just not sad. Gay. You're just <laughs> sad. emotional. It is very highly emotional. like, yes, but that means that I'm gay. He's like, no, no, you're not. Uh, and uh, Creed getting led away in handcuffs. But, yeah. Did you like that, too? They yes. paid off the joke they always yes. said they were going to pay off, which is, it's really Creed from the grassroots. He right. was in a band, but he did drug trafficking and all this uh, stuff. And you're going like, woo, it's yeah. Creed Patel. I was like, yeah, it was so great. I loved it. I, I was like, yeah, that, yeah I really... I think that was my only complaint, though. But again, it, I, my only complaint was the mural. Everything else, the mural, I, the mural was another complaint. But the the whole Michael Scott thing, yeah, I yeah. thought was again. But that's I was under the impression that it was a nationwide thing. Being it's a local affiliate, that changed that a bit. And at that point, I would say I am a little, I still am a little sad about the whole Annie thing. I think that was, and that's a gripe towards the show itself. Yeah, and it's not but the finale though. I, I the really, finale they did treat him better, but yeah, the whole last season leading up to that, they just. I'm so Andy. horrible because Andy was one of my Andy was one of my favorite characters. Well, he started as a dick, and then they grew him into somebody. Well, and then this whole last season was backslide. He was, he was an unbecoming dick. Like he was, he was a guy like you. It's you know how Michael Scott is like he's sort of a dick too, but he but he, not, he's, he doesn't doesn't know that. mean to be. Right. He doesn't mean to be like Andy was an actual dick when he was introduced. Introduced, but by the time he moved to the Scranton branch, by the time he was in branch, he was—he just had anger problems. Right. But he was still like, he, no, they matured, they grew and developed right. his character until you loved him, and right. then this whole last season was backsliding. just—it was, and it made me so yeah. mad. And like, I, I oh, and the other thing, oh, this, the girl they introduced in AARM, mm-hmm. I thought that they were setting that up to have Andy, like those two were going to yeah. get together, and I was a little sad that I didn't see anything from. I that. like that actress, yeah. No, right, and I thought they because I, I, that's what just I got from that player. is that yeah, no matter what happened great. there. Like and that would be Andy's happy ending, which is sort of a nod to the original Office's David Brent, mm-hmm. which I thought. And again, I you you also said this in your review too, which I thought was poignant. Which is, you could tell that they might have wanted to do that with Michael, but instead they just gave it to Andy. That whole thing, and, and you're right; it wasn't befitting of him. Which you're so right; it's a backslide. But I think that's important to note too. Yeah. And I'll have links for your review, our reviews, and sure. in, uh, in the show uh, notes. But uh, we should probably talk about. Now that we're almost out of time, yeah, one more one huge more, thing. One more huge thing. And, uh, Which, of course, is the season finale of Parks and Rec. I'm just kidding. No, no. Did you, I love, like, season finale. I don't. It's not a season finale, actually. It's a movie. What are we talking about? Uh, I, I know. I was just teasing. Oh, oh, oh okay. Well, I, I don't know why I said Parks and Rec. I was actually trying to think of, like, the worst, most unimportant show. should have said, like, uh, Mike and Molly or Mike, something. Oh I don't watch God. it. Yeah, we don't watch it. No, but Star Trek into Star Darkness. Trek into Darkness yes. uh, was well, amazing. Okay. Morgan loved it, and she didn't care that much for the first movie. That's and what she's Sarah like Star was. Trek. Sarah was. She, she's like, look, it's okay. Well, the 2009 movie, the Star Trek, she was a lot of setup, and so yeah. Morgan didn't find that accessible. But she was like, this movie was really good. Yeah. And I didn't think they could. When I, they were throwing around Gary Mitchell and Khan, I was like, oh, I don't know if they should go that direction. But the way they did Khan mm-hmm. was awesome. And so many throwbacks to the original series, and the death scene was almost right out of Wrath of Khan. No, it was technically reversed. reversed. Yeah, it was reversed. Oh, there's right. some of the Spoiler same dialogue. Sorry, there was yeah. some of the same dialogue. Yeah, oh, we should preface that. Okay, We're but, ruining okay. everything. No, but here, here's something that I thought was funny, though, is that 
after this, I'm sure Kirk will have his way and tell someone in engineering to not design the end of the ship to be so fucking like a gauntlet. Yeah, they, climb up. Because they, they just, like Spock in, in Star Trek 2 they're at the cunning, he tears something and puts it down. It's like, Kirk's yeah. like swinging and kicking and climbing. Oh, right, and you're just yeah. going like, you're like, okay, okay, okay. I'm sure once he survives this, because he's Kirk, he has to, but then when he dies, I'm just, okay, now. Okay. I thought they killed him off for real. Me too. I'm okay. sitting there bawling. Yes. Bawling my That's eyes fair. out. I going, and one hand, it's it's really brave and bold, and they had set Zachary Quinto up to that movie, point. In the first movie, be. they killed Vulcan. They destroyed right. Vulcan, so nothing, everything's off. off and notes. when Kirk is dead, and you think he's dead, and Spock runs down to the planet, you're like, they're making him leading man material. It's going to work. They're going to be able to go on. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm still bawling though because I thought Kirk was dead. I did too. And I'm glad he wasn't. And I when in too. retrospect, they set up his survival from the first moments of the movie, like the oh, first no, cover back scene. No, exactly. But. And, Oh, man. So, it was, I thought he was dead. I and I thought the Enterprise was done. I thought it was gonna, they were going to have to build a new ship. I thought they were going to have to say... Now, I am a little disappointed. I feel like they're moving a little too fast in the timeline. Uh, going to such high stakes early on with Khan. I, and I feel like they're definitely going to bring him back the way they left well, it. Because made, Kirk made the same mistake in this movie that he made in, Rath, in a Space Seed, the original ep- series episode that he left Khan alive. You do it because you're merciful and you're the better person, but you can't leave Khan alive. No, right. That's He's going to come back. No, of course. But uh, I, I really... but the th- I just I, I want him to slow down and do more well, of the But original. if you think about it, though, they, they only, They've gone set, so up, dark, they, they've so only set up some of it. Well, this so like so. Matter of fact, the the series now takes mm-hmm. place right. after this. Right. The five year mission. Okay, that was, okay, there's the one continuity thing that I had a huge problem with was that this was the first ever five year mission of a starship, and I was like, what? No, that's not true at all. But uh, well, did the Kelvin scar them so much that they didn't do five year missions before then? Because in possibly the original series. Robert April had done a five-year mission on the Enterprise, and then Pike had done two five-year missions on the Enterprise before Kirk takes it over. Now, granted, that's 15 years backwards, uh, So, and the Kelvin was 20-some years, so it could have scarred them. But I know Robert Orkey is a huge... Robert guy, April. Or, oh, no, Robert April was the first captain. Yeah, Robert Orkey is the, is the producer, writer. writer. writer yeah. yeah, He apparently is a huge Trek nerd. He's a Trekker. Yeah. So yeah, is so, Lindelof. Well, Lindelof is a minor. Not as much, yeah. I know. I watched the special features of the first one. Yeah, yeah. well, I heard an interview with, uh, a recent interview with him on Slash mm-hmm. Film, uh, where he talks about everything, and one of the things he talks about was that, like, how did you approach it? He's like, well, because apparently he did, like, some minor polishes on the first movie, but mm-hmm. it really, he really didn't write it. He didn't yeah. come up with story points or anything. This one, he helped with the story. He was an actual writer on it. Yeah. Uh, and he just said, look... I, and you probably won't like this comment, but he's like, look, uh, nothing against Star Trek, but uh, I was more, I'm more of a Star Wars guy like J.J. is. But now, granted, when I was at summer camp, the, my first major geek experience was they showed, they somehow got a print of Wrath of Khan, which was coming out that summer. Yeah. And we watched it, and it was the first time I'd ever seen a whole group of kids, and guys and girls were both like, again! And they literally all day, oh, that's that all movie we watched. is awesome. No, right, and it is, and... And so, I but, love but so he's like, Khan. I know, right? It was so good. I well, I, it's because Sarah, my girlfriend, didn't understand the whole thing. And as a matter of fact, that was a debate, which was, what do you show her first? Do you just show her Star Trek, or do you show her like at least Wrath of Khan, and then the new Star Trek? Mm-hmm. You know, at least to get her caught up to what's going on. Yeah. You know, because if things were leaning the way they were leaning, it was because the rumors I heard was it's either going to be Khan or it's going to be Mud. 
Oh, no, I was hearing Connor Gary Mitchell. Mud's minor. They did mention Mud in this movie. Yeah, the Mud, the Mud, uh... They got the ship from Mud. Yeah. The recent Mud incident. Mud incident. Although, they released a prequel comic book, just like they did for the 2009 yeah. movie, and I read it, and it's not very good, and it's not... Oh, I didn't think the 2009 one was very good, but the 2009 one was a really good, really connecting bridge between Nemesis and 2009 yes. that really made 2009 seem like a direct sequel to Nemesis, as much as it was a reboot, right. because of the Romulan involvement and stuff. Um, but it really tied into the movie, the jellyfish and all that crap, the ship, yeah. and that explained all that. This prequel didn't really tie anything into the movie. It was about Captain Robert April, the original captain, and Kurt... I guess he faked his death and Kirk finds him on a planet and they address the prime directive issue quite heavily, which plays into the opening of this movie, but it's a different planet. And there's a female mud who says she's Harry Mudd's daughter and she's Bajoran and she's in the comic and that's where they get the ship from, which makes no sense because mud wouldn't have had an adult daughter at that point. And why would she be Bajoran? I don't know. That pissed me off. So I don't consider that comic canon. I don't think it is considered canon. So, oh, but the moving too fast bit. I'm sorry. No, the cool. Spock and Kirk friendship has moved too fast for me, and it also disappoints me that McCoy is not an equal footing with them. Well, okay. Now, and maybe this is I my perception. I feel like the third movie things. needs to be. Needs I, 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 to maybe this is my, per, my perception of things, but mm-hmm. in the normal timeline, I thought all three of them were. They came up into uh, what's it called together. And they, and then the series happened, and they. In the normal timeline, when Kirk took over the Enterprise, Doctor Boyce was the Doctor for the first episode. And so he didn't meet Bones till episode two, and Spock had already been on the Enterprise for a while because he had served under Pike. Okay. So and Chekhov was not there yet, so that kind of yeah, rushed yeah. into that. Now the original series was the first season. A two-man show, a Kirk and Spock show, sure. with the other characters backseat. And for seasons two and three, they added McCoy as a main character. Everybody else never was a main character. Right. Um, but in the movies, the Kirk-Spock-McCoy trilogy triad was really important. And I really wish they'd bring McCoy into that relationship more. I also want to know why Carol Marcus has a British accent. Her dad wasn't British. She wasn't British in the original I liked all the... Uh, and I really wanted, at the end of the movie, when they did a year later, I really wanted to see the baby bump. She's got to have Kirk's baby. She's got to have David Marcus. You know who Carol Marcus is from the old movies? Yeah. She was the mother... Uh, she's the scientist that invented Genesis, Project Genesis. In Star Trek Three, when they go to the Genesis planet, her and her son David are living underground because they were working on the project, and it's Kirk's old flame from a long time ago that we never saw until the movies, and they had a child together. And then when Kirk's son's killed, or Star Trek II, the Wrath of Khan, I mean, they introduced Carol Barkas and her son David. Uh. So she's Kirk's baby mama. She's the true love of Kirk's life. So why does she have a British accent? But I really want to see the baby bump and be like, there's David Marcus. Okay. But I feel like in this version, they have a chance of making it work, whereas in the original, they I'm- didn't. And I really like too how Khan like he killed a man with his bare hands. Like that was like oh, that was the, cool. That was cool. Where that was just, cool. Now uh, Felicia Day though uh, noted mm-hmm. you read her comment about I, Star Trek. I locked it on my thing so I could read it after I watched the movie, and then I somehow deleted my locked thing so I haven't no, seen it. it. It's cool. Uh, pretty much, she just said I really like the movie a lot, mm-hmm. but I think uh, that there's another trend starting to grow back in, in recent movies, which is there's no female parts anymore. And they are. They, yeah, they, they even had like they mentioned Christine Chapel transferred out to the fringe of the galaxy, which pissed me off because she was a major character in the original series and in the movie she was in them. 
yeah. the Nurse Chapel. She should be on the ship. And I know Carol Marcus is like their female addition to the crew. Yuhara's pretty major character. Sulu got nothing in this movie. Nothing. Right. Well, he well, he got a lot in the last one, though, I think. He, he got a decent amount. The only thing is... Oh, that was the other thing I thought they were moving too fast with. Like, he's already like, oh, I could get used to this captain's chair thing. And I'm like, you know that it's like 20 years in the future in the original sure. timeline. But, but the thing is that the whole timeline itself is already screwed. I know. I know. So, like, they have to introduce little bits that uh, like, well, maybe he didn't get a taste for that probably until, like, even before... Like, maybe he always wanted to be captain before, but now in this timeline, he's never even thought about it. Yeah. And that puts the seat in there so that one day, yeah, he will become the captain, and he will. I hope they do at least six movies with this cast. I, I do, too. Yeah, I, want, I really don't want them to go further into the work with the Klingons. Yeah, the Klingons have to be the next big. Yeah. They need to. The, I agree. I was disappointed they were in so little of this movie. And I really want them to, once and for all, in canon, explain the human-looking Klingons versus the forehead ridge Klingons. And how some individuals can be both. There have been theories like put forth in books and stuff that some Klingons underwent plastic surgery to look more human-like in their first interactions so that the humans didn't know what they really looked like. Which makes sense, but in this timeline, they've already encountered them face-to-face, so there wouldn't be any reason for the surgery, so it may not ever be addressed. Cool. But I, it would be nice to consider that once and for all canon yeah. and get that dealt with. I like that Spock Prime still appeared in that very brief moment. I know, even though he supposedly retired from doing any acting ever again. <laughs> well, I it, but it was a great scene. I like, no, I promise never to tell you anything about your future. That being said, he's yeah. ruthless and dangerous. Do not trust him. And he him. is one of the most dangerous yeah. foes the Enterprise uh, and the, yourself oh, has ever yeah. faced. And you're just going like... Oh, I know, because yeah. at, at that point in the movie, I was like, maybe they're going a different way. Maybe they're saying, oh, circumstances have been different. He and Kirk could have been friends. Right. And then they do that, and I'm like, shit, shit, well, shit, Well, I, I think that, well, that's the thing, though, is that you have no idea really what would have happened. I mean, you have a general sense that he probably would have betrayed Kirk, but it might not have been to that extreme, maybe. Because if he Kirk really had not shot him. Yeah, because but it was that really was, just... But Kirk didn't get that same information from Spock. That was just his instinct kicking in. So True. I feel like that was predestined that he was evil and he was always going to be evil. And, right. Uh, I, I, but I know I, I greatly enjoyed it. Uh, I did I, not expect it to be that. I thought it would be good, but I did not expect it to, to be, be that. that. And you know what? Lens flares and all. It was uh, pretty... The whole no, scene when the Enterprise was crashing and Kirk was dead, I was just like, I can't believe they're doing this. I can't believe they're no, doing this. I knew, this. right? I and it wasn't until... Uh, the moment that I realized that they, they got me was the moment that they showed Bones looking at the body. And that's when I was like... He's not dead. I don't... Oh, the blood. The blood. And that's when why he I'm, turned but, and looked at but, the triple, I was like, yes! Yes! Yeah, you know, right. Yeah. But before that, like, I, I was I was like, oh my God, Kirk yeah. is dead. He yeah. is D-E-A, dead. Yeah. It was bad enough to kill a pike. But, oh, yeah. And see, I, thing was just... I thought for a minute in the engineering room, before the Kirk death, when the ship was turning, I thought they were going to kill off Chekhov there, when he went sliding down and lost his footing. And Me too. I was like, oh, man. he would be somebody they could kill off and keep the series going okay. Even though that would disappoint mm-hmm. me. Well, this is a fascinating thing to talk about. In terms and of I want Yeoman Rand in the next movie. Just saying. Who? Yeoman Rand. Who's she who? was in the first, like, 13 episodes of the original series, and she did, like, two of the movies. She was the Captain Yeoman. Okay. Okay. Um... I want Chapel and I want Yeoman Rand, and that would beef up the female parts. I mean, I feel like Carol Marcus will stick around as a major character, but, and they give you her some butt kicking action. Like she gets more to do than Scotty Sulu and Jekyll. But but here's the thing: I like you to point out, or yeah. I like to point out about this conversation, which is fascinating, is that in time travel stories, yeah. People that you could get rid of, you think, yeah. have way more of an impact, butterfly effect that you would think. Just like Kirk's father, mm-hmm. 
really did have a more profound effect on Kirk than you would think. Oh, yeah. And, well, and and it changed the whole Federation and the way Starfleet played out, and the whole right. brought Section 31 more to the forefront, which was a great... I love the Section 31 stuff they did on DS9 Voyager and stuff, so to come right. back and, so, so Yeah, that, it changed that everything. Con- right, so... Uh, and the reason why I think this is fascinating is because um, right now in Marvel, they're mm-hmm. doing something called Book of Ultron, or uh-huh. the Age of Ultron. Uh, Ultron is a, a machine that was AI that was created by Ant-Man. He's one of the original Avengers. Okay. I know you, he's the guy pretty much he could no, grow big and small. Yeah. yeah, like an ant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He designed... He's like he's like Mr. Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. And, or Tony Stark. He's one of the Mo- Marvel Universe's most supreme minds. He's a genius. And he was one day, he's just sending his off, he's sending his thing, he's like, you know what, what if we had a sentient life form that would be used to better mankind? And of course, it doesn't go that way, it wants to kill mankind instead and take over the universe. Mm-hmm. Called, and he calls it Ultron. Well, without Ultron, there'd be no Vision. A Vision is like a, it's Marvel's answer to the Martian Manhunter in DC, which he's a, he's a cyborg. Well, the plan is, is that Ultron from the future somehow took over today's present timeline mm-hmm. and he's controlling everything from the future well so the only like literally half of the Marvel Universe half the universe and half of Earth is already taken over destroyed assimilated oh. literally Captain America's dead Spider-Man's dead Tony Stark's dead almost everyone's dead except for like Wolverine Invisible Woman and like Thing that's what I'm saying it's a very ragtag group and Nick Fury of all people Black Widow has half her face blown off like it's it's do or die time mm-hmm. and so Nick Fury comes out of hiding after being in hiding for like what 30 or I'm sorry I'm, that's a lie it's a long period of time he's let his clone in a black version form which is like the movies black Nick Fury he's let his clone take his place for a bit while the real Nick Fury an old old man with a cigar has been hiding fine because he feels someone is after him or something's going to go wrong this happens he has a time machine weighing in the wings he's like we need to go back in time and stop Hank Pym from... Well, Wolverine's logic is you can't talk genius out of creating something because once you boys think of something, you got to just keep going with it, don't you? So what does he do? He kills Hank Pym. Mm-hmm. And he just go, and Invisible Woman's like, well, if you do that, what are the consequences? He's like, can't worry about that now. Consequences are already too late anyway. Your yeah. family's dead, Bobo's dead. And so Invisible Woman lets him do it, just slices his head right off. And you're going like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Then you return back, there are no Avengers anymore. There's just the Defenders. Captain America's missing an eye. The Fantastic Four is still around, but they've broken up. It's all kinds of hysteria. And Tony Stark is now sort of like the somewhat dictator of Earth. Because without Hank Pym there to show him the error of his ways, he would not keep. He would never stop and go. Maybe I shouldn't create that. Yeah. Or maybe I should destroy that. Like extremists in the in the comic books, extremists. He yeah. He's now full of extremists too. As I'm saying, so many things have gone wrong without Hank Pym there, and you would think, you would think, you being a, a casual comic book reader, not even that of Marvel, you just know the movies, you go Ant Man. He's just he goes small, and that's that's all I yeah. know about him, right? Well, if you take that character who seems insignificant in the Marvel universe, literally, because he's tiny, literally, right, right, <laughs> it created a butterfly effect. So if you would do the same like that in in, in any universe right. with fandom, which oh, there is one other thing I want to talk about. Have you oh. seen Doctor Who? Oh, yeah, of course. We should end on that. Okay. What are your thoughts on In the Name of the Doctor, or The Name of the Doctor? I, as an episode, standing alone, yes. t- ignoring everything else, it yes. was a really good, solid episode. Yes, everything that come before it, though. Ooh. Has to do any problems galore. 
Well, the whole last prophecy about the doctor... The battle or whatever? The doctor that would stand on Treglador and he'll be asked a question and he'll have to answer it and whatever, and he didn't answer it. River answered it. And the whole, like... Uh, and that, they, that prophecy names him the 11th, but now that we've got this, like, real ninth doctor, it pushes Tennant and Eccleston well, and Smith later. Have they really said it's the officially the ninth doctor? It's the doctor that... Well, it's the Doctor that's not the Doctor, and I feel like this is how they're getting around it. But, but it introduced him as the Doctor, so then they're not getting around it. What I think happened is they wanted Eccleston, and they didn't get him, so now they're creating a new version. Like, that took place between Eccleston and the 90s TV movie one. See, I, this is the one from the war, the really dark one that turned its back the on what war. the Doctor stood for. Yeah. yeah. The one that takes place between the old stuff Eight and, and the new. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but here's the thing, though. I But I really like John Hurt, and I think it's going to be awesome. Well, no, I, I, the only thing I didn't like about the episode itself was I thought it was a little chintzy. And, okay, like when you're watching Jan, Tom, and Bob Strike Back, uh-huh. you know there's going to be kids out there who like Jan, Tom, and Bob that don't know who the fuck Mark Hamill is. So when yeah. they go, hey, kids, it's Mark Hamill as Cockknocker, you're going yeah. like, okay, it makes it more funny. Yeah. Then they do introducing John oh, see, Hurt that. as... The Doctor, and I'm going like, no fucking shit, I Sherlock. Like that. So, but, well, the, but they made it clip for anybody that was going to debate all summer who he was and what he meant. Now you know he's the Doctor. I, yeah, he's the I, oldest I, Doctor they've ever cast. He's older than the old old Doctors. I, I just that, that just sort of I, I just I was just like I was because I, I really like that episode yeah. up at that point, and I was like, well, that's a little corny. But now but, we don't know who Series Eight's going to star. Will it star John Hurt? Will it star Matt Smith? Right now. It's very up in the air. I, I'm ready to be done with Clara, though. I admit. I have not really enjoyed her much this spring. Well, I like I the way they story. adequately finished her story. Like, I like the explanation. But if she doesn't make you, it past this 3D movie in the fall, I will be but you happy. know, But you know that it, she will. No, 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 I'm just saying, you can tell. That's the whole point, is that the doctor will go in to save her. He will save her. And still maybe. somehow save the timeline. Well, maybe. You're right. You might Maybe. Not. But I, I don't... I, I just... I don't know. My, my, my thing, though, is that... Are we 100% sure that we cannot get Eccleston? Because That's I, why they cast John Hurt, because that was going to be Eccleston's part. Right. Eccleston was supposed to be the version that went through the time war and the dark stuff, and now they're saying, oh, no, he was just recovering from the time war and the dark stuff. Mm. Eccleston... Yeah, the talks fell through with Eccleston. He's not available. That's why they went to John Hurt. Which, oh, I'm doing Thor, the Dark World, or whatever. Yeah. Boo hoo yeah. uh, It's unfortunate because Eccleston had such a short shift. I would have really liked to see him not only in the 3D movie, but get Series Eight and go back in time. Why well, know there are some fans who are not happy with that? That it, that's the Doctor in the middle. That they don't like that because the rule, yeah. you know, the rule of the Doctor only has so many regenerations. Okay, which means Smith would be the penultimate, so there'd only mm-hmm. be one more. However, they've left enough loophole in that whole thing. That he can, they can give him a plot where he goes to Gallifrey and somehow obtains more regeneration. Well, now something else to, to think about though is too mm-hmm. is that remember when he lost his re- regeneration and then River gave him uh-huh. his. That could be the start over. It could uh, be. There's a lot of different ways they can go with that. Right. I just felt like this bringing in the new guy at this point and putting in the middle kind of ruined some continuity issues. That oh, the other thing that bothered me was when the Great Intelligence was trying to get the Doctor's attention, he kidnaps those specific three people: Strax, Jenny and um, Vazla or whatever. And I really like them. And I understand that they were there the first time the Doctor bowed the Great Intelligence. But the Great Intelligence bowed the Doctor again later. And he didn't take anybody that meant anything to the Doctor in that timeline and from that period. And, you know, it didn't really feel like 
why those three. It's great. They're on the show now. I really enjoy well, every episode I think, they're I think, in. I but. think it's also could be, this is, the, this is where time travel gets weird. Uh-huh. Um, maybe the great intelligence is smart. I, I, this is probably not true. This is probably what you're saying is just a writer's MacGuffin kind of thing. It was there are convenient. Three there is convenient. But something else they could go with, I'm giving you an out here, Moffat, is that the great intelligence is so smart because he's a great intelligence that he realized that the doctor that I'm fighting that will meet here at this point of time mm-hmm. that will I will intersect with, will be the, the but these are the people that right. will mean most to him. Just like if it was Tenet's doctor that the great intelligence was fighting off against, he would grab who? Donna's grandfather. Donna's grandfather, or and Rose, Jackie Taylor, or and any of his yeah, his Mickey, and Mickey, and he would grab any Hartness. of those. Right, he would grab any of those. Oh yeah, Jack Hartness. He would grab any of those characters, but he's not fighting David Tennant's doctor. Right. He's not even fighting Eccleston's doctor, which would be Jack Hartness and and Rose. Or not Jack Hartness. Uh, no, it was Jack. Jack. They Jack and Rose. Yes, yeah. yeah, he would grab them. But he's not. He's fighting Smith's doctor. Smith's doctor. So he yeah. might. He would even. But grab the great Roy intelligence. The great intelligence did fight Smith's doctor twice, but he also fought another doctor in the right. 60s. But just, but just one. Just once. Right. He only so. fought Smith twice. That sometimes. And the second time, it wasn't even obvious that he was fighting Smith. I'm just saying, but once you but once you learn you're fighting someone, yeah. I, I, again, I'm giving him benefit of the doubt. That's yeah, I feel like it's a pretty. I feel like there are some continuity issues, but overall, it was a really good. Well, supposedly hour. there's also a doctor, which is the final form, mm-hmm. called the Valdelay or something like that. Mm-hmm. Which is, and they did it. It was an older episode or something like that where um, it's been hinted at before that the, the he's way the older the final version of the doctor is way way older mm-hmm. and it's super dark as a matter of fact he puts one of the older doctors in one of the older movies in a trial saying you don't know this doctor but uh, you, so you there's, think- there's darkness in your heart that you are not aware of because I am the doctor and so you think that all this stuff about the time it, war could be it could be that's red what I'm herring and that this is the final doctor incar- final doctor incarnation well maybe but see but see, I that or here's the other thing too I, I think would be interesting is um, did they clearly state that the doctor's first regeneration was with the after in terms of the TV know. show the first doctor yeah uh, yeah because they've they said they've talked in these in this episode specifically that Matt Smith was the 11th incarnation because Clara says, I went and I saw all 11 of you. I haven't seen him. I saw all 11 of your incarnations. You're the 11th doctor. I saw 11 doctors. I didn't see him. And you're the, he's the secret I've been keeping. Right. So. That was really neat, the way they inserted her in his old scenes. Yes. I thought that, that was, was really well, well cool. Done. I thought that was really well done, too. Yeah. But, but overall, this season, though, has been a little bit more... Mm. The first five... When they still Amy and Rory yes. were all five excellent. The only weak, weakish one was the Western one. I didn't really care for as much, but the other okay. four of the five I thought were super, super strong. And the Christmas episode was amazing. And since then, there have been a couple really good episodes. The one where they actually overall, showed her origin with like the her fat mom and dad. The leaf meeting. thing the leaf was thing cool. Was really good. That was the one where they went to the temple, right? right. I really liked that one. Yeah. Um, but overall, they I haven't just really enjoyed Clara much. Yeah. yeah, well, it's not Clara. It's the thing. I really don't think it's her fault. The actress who plays her, I thought she she's has a, doing good enough. I just don't like her character. I, I like her spunk that she's trying to mm-hmm. to add into. And again, I think that's more the actress than the, than the writing. Mm-hmm. But I'm not really. Yeah, like not until this episode, it. I'm not feeling it. it's not. I don't think it's her fault. I don't think it's Smith's fault. Uh, Smith is 
is of course really good as the doctor. I just, uh, yeah, I just thought some yeah. companions just don't click. I'm hoping she's done. Well, you know, in retrospect, like was it? It's not Donna. It was uh, who Martha was, was Martha? The one in the middle. She Mar- didn't really click either. But see, right before she left, I was really liking Martha. But yeah. It took a long time for me to like Martha. Right. And now when I watch, go back and go, oh Martha, I miss you. And Claire's only been in like seven episodes, eight episodes. So yeah, it does take time. Every time there's an adjustment, like Smith took me a bit to get used to. Well, but and see, in retrospect though, I didn't like him until the second season with him because or until the finale which is you realize that because it really bothered me that, that he he played the doctor more sort of like eccentrically odd but dark. every doctor plays it differently no I understand so. that but there's always a bit of eccentric you know uh, 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 something that you like about him mm-hmm. this one was just more like oh I'm just weird and, and like and, and then you and and uh, no. My perception of it is that until the finale, he acted that way because he had to act a way to get Amy to recreate the universe when the time came down to it. And after that, he acted like he was weird, but he was, he was the doctor. And, yeah. I, like, and that bothered me. But then I was like, oh, at least for me, I, if that's what they were going for, I get it. If not, if it was Lily Smith just trying to find a way, I didn't care for it. And you know what? There could very well be a great explanation that Moffat has to explain these continuity issues we've talked about, and that could be explained away in the 50th anniversary. And, I, and, and you do know, too, that Moffat is a huge fan. He has access to all the archives. Yep. They have a question about this stuff. Right. And so, I, and he has not oh. let us down until now. So and that's even what the, makes the Neil me think. Gaiman episode was so disappointing. Which one was that? The Cybermen. Yeah, that was. That was so disappointing. Was. I mean, like, I liked Warwick Davis, but yeah, he was pretty good. I like I like the idea behind that, and I like the concept of the little micro uh-huh. versions of the. But I thought, and I like, but it really was. Like, I wanted them to kill off the kill- children Clara takes care of. I know, I did too. Isn't it that would have mistakes? Because in other. Encounters with the Cybermen, we've lost people, and it's been more se- dangerous and serious. I, I, I wish they would have grabbed a random person off the street. And, and it would have affected the Doctor and Claire's relationship. And since Moffat has played the, the role pretty dark, the story pretty dark, I thought that's what they would do, and they didn't. Oh, my God. Yeah, I... I, I you know, I'm a little disappointed with with the the last half of this run, but I thought the last episode, Name of the Doctor, was amaze balls. Yes, I really liked. I it. agree. And uh, but uh, yeah, so yeah. All right. Well, I think we've covered everything we can cover, mm. and uh, we'll be back uh, um, next that week because that was just awkward. Uh-huh. Yeah. Go away! We're having a good time until you start up, cheapers! Go have some coffee with cream or something! Because I'll tell you something! This is a happy place! What the fuck am I supposed to say? <laughs> what the song is that? <laughs>